0: Today's scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew. We're continuing with Matthew. And we're picking up where we left off last week. After Jesus was so very, very tired. And yet he still fed all of those who had come to be healed and to worship. And so Jesus now goes on uh, Matthew 14, 22 through 33, and spends a little time by himself. The Gospel says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, He was there alone. But by this time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, "'Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid.' Peter answered him, "'Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water.' He said, "'Come.' So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, And began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This is the word of God from the people of God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, I just thank you this morning that we are able to find you right here in this place. Lord, open our hearts and our ears so that we may hear your voice and find what we're looking for in spite of my own. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jim, what are you doing? Looking for my snow shovel. Looking for your snow shovel? Winter's coming. Winter's coming. I, I don't think you need to be looking for it right now, do you? Well, good of time is any. Well, I suppose you could be looking right now, but why don't you try a little bit later? Okay. All right, okay. I do know that there happens to be, at least I've been told, there's a lot of snow that happens around here. Um, And so when I think about that, I've been starting to look for snow tires already because I just have all seasons and that's all I've ever needed. But the thing is, you know, we come to church seeking. Sometimes we don't realize we come to church seeking, and of course, Jim was helping me this morning, because sometimes we're seeking things in all the right places and maybe the wrong time, or, or maybe seeking things for all the right reasons, and you just still can't find. Anybody ever walk into a room and can't remember why you walked into the room Uh, I bet you everybody's hand goes up, yeah. I do that quite frequently. And the thing is, sometimes I will find what I was looking for because I'll remember what I was looking for. It's funny, when I was getting ready to marry my husband, my sisters-in-law both took me aside, not at the same time, mind you and told me there's something about the Ballet Boys I needed to know. You see, the Ballet Boys, they lose their glasses, their keys, their wallets, and and their cell phones quite often. And you have to help them look for these things, so just start keeping track of them. And I thought they were funny. (laughs) The laugh was on me. (laughs) They do lose their things, but I lose my things too. You know, sometimes we get in the middle of life, and maybe over the past few years in the pandemic, you might have even thought you were losing your mind. Well, if you're here today, you probably realize that you really didn't lose it, and everything is kind of coming back to it, and we've survived. Some of it took some real testing of our faith to be able to get to where we are. And that's kind of where the disciples were. Now, I am told that most of the time, the Sea of Galilee is very, very choppy, just like on the news station when they tell us that Lake Erie has waves that are two feet, three feet, six feet, depending on the weather pattern that's happening, or the wind. And the Sea of Galilee is not so different. It's because it is surrounded by hills. And the hills are basically like the hills that are around here. Some of them are even quite high, though, that they can be snow-capped. And so that's like Mount Hedron is snow-capped. So when the disciples go out on their boat, it was early evening. Now, if you ever go outside at the beginning of early evening, that seems to be when the winds die down some, right? Well, this particular night, it had calm, and then it wasn't. I remember the time, the one and only time that I was ever on the Sea of Galilee. We were out on a boat, and we were taking our cruise from and you, you across the Sea of Galilee, and we were going up to Tiberias. We had just left a little bit south of Capernaum. And as we were out in the middle of the sea, we could see lights on the hills and so forth because it was just... It was starting to be late evening, but it wasn't quite dark yet and all of a sudden our boat, our ship on the Sea of Galilee broke down. Oh yes, and we were the only ones out there on this Sea of Galilee. And the captain said, oh you guys are very lucky that it's a calm night here. And we didn't realize what that meant until the next morning but in the meantime as we were waiting for somebody to come help save us we started to sing and the captain of the boat had music and his his mates on the on the boat taught us how to dance their way of dancing and we were singing and we were laughing and then we read scripture and then we were singing again, praising God. And just in taking in and enjoying that moment of being on the Sea of Galilee. And I bet that there are times in life where you didn't quite have things go the way that you thought they were going to go, But you made the most of it anyway. And it became something that was memorable. And for the 40 of us that were from the seminary who had gone to Israel not only to learn but to work, we had a a moment that we will never forget. And for most of us, it was one of the best moments in the entire trip because it didn't become a thing of taking a touristy little boat, but it became a thing of worship, of truly being with God on that sea, feeling the love of Jesus and just the gentle breeze blowing over us. Well, eventually, after dark, We did make it back to Tiberias, and we did get to have our supper, and obviously I'm here today, and everything turned out okay. But there are legends about the Sea of Galilee as well. You see, the the next morning when we got up, the waves were crashing, and the wind was blowing, and the waves were about three to four feet high. And it might have been a completely different experience the night before, had we lost our power then. And I think about that, and I think about how the disciples were heading out, and the winds blew up. And of course, the only light they could have had was from fire. And of course, you wouldn't want to use fire on the boat because you might burn your boat down and sink, and the waves are crashing and they're afraid of the storm, but it's even worse. They believe that parts of the Sea of Galilee, the part that they were in, the southern part, they believe it's haunted, that there are ghosts and demons about. Ah, oh, see, now, now you're getting a little bit more of the story. And so when Jesus finishes praying and and resting, he comes out on the water walking. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't walk on water very well. I bet you don't either. But Jesus was walking on the water in this storm to the boat, to the disciples, and they think... They think they see a ghost. Because, you see, Jesus, at this point, as he's walking to them, if you look back at that scripture, if they're seeing him in the dark in the midst of a storm, out on the sea, and he's glowing, you know, kind of like the transfiguration glowing. Ah, they're not sure what they're seeing but they're afraid. You know, I probably would have screamed too out of fear just like them. Sometimes I I, I moan and groan in frustration and sometimes there might be a, a little loudness that comes from my voice when I'm scared. Oh, my husband sneaks up on me and doesn't realize he's sneaking up on me. Maybe it's because I'm starting to get harder hearing. I don't know. But I turn around, and there he is, and I scream. But these disciples, they were afraid. Not only were they going to sink, but there was something that was supernatural and not the good way they thought out there. And here, there was something... Someone, supernatural, coming to them. Peter recognizes that it's Jesus, and and he sees that he's walking on the water, and Peter says, I want to walk on the water. Just if you want me to, Lord, just tell me to. And Jesus says, Come. And so Peter gets out of the boat. And he's walking. But the waves are still crashing, and the wind is still blowing. And he turns away from Jesus, and he begins to sink. He says, Lord, save me. And Jesus reaches out his hand and helps him back up on the water. And they both walk back on this water that's still churning and get in the boat. And then it calms down. Now when you stop and you really, really think about this, life happens, right? And life is going to keep happening all around us and we can start looking for things that don't make a hell of beans a difference. Some of you might even be wondering what you're going to be having for brunch later or for lunch or or wondering if everything's going to turn out in time to go to the picnic tonight, right? Or you might be focusing right now on my words and hearing God speak to you that you need to pay a little bit more attention to me and what I'm doing. You see, that's where I hear God. Quit worrying about all the other stuff. Focus on me, because life's gonna happen in this world regardless. And you need to keep your eyes on me. On me. And what did the disciples do? They worshiped. You know, when God becomes your fourth thinking instead of your predicated thinking, your end thinking, hmm, can you imagine the things that we could do in the name of our Lord? Can you imagine how we would reach out to uh, each other or beyond that. You know, right now, UMCOR Umcor has an advance to help the people that are in Maui. Right now, there are more workers that are needed to be in the soup kitchen. Right now, we need somebody to work in the control booth up here. Right now, they need teachers upstairs. Now some of those needs might might be things that you are compelled to do because you're seeking a a closer relationship with God. Maybe you're seeking a closer relationship with God and you're you're just tired of where you work or what you do or this, that, or the next thing, but I, I tell you you were made for a time such as this you were called to that job and not all of us have the same jobs because god wants us in real life right here right now and so when we are seeking him we are seeking what Jesus is doing amongst us, when we are seeking that grace that we all need and that mercy that we all need from Jesus and we start realizing that because we are receiving that in the here and the now, we act in gratitude and know that we can weather the storms of life and not only that, people are watching us. Do you realize that as people watch us, they want to know that how you can weather these storms of life so well when things keep getting thrown at you time and time again? And I bet you it's not because of anything you're actively doing, but it's because of who's walking with you on the water and you're keeping your eyes on him. Who are you seeking? What are you looking for? I'm looking for my Lord, and I found him. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you today I thank you that we can trust you in all the storms of life, that even though the storms may come, we know that you're walking along with us. And maybe, Lord, when we face these things that we're we're threatened with, like illness, cancer, car accidents, falls, heart problems, so many different things. We know that we can trust you, that you will be there to walk with us in the midst of those things. Give us, Lord, a peace that passes all understanding. Help us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.